0: What's up, guys? Connor O'Hanlon here for another episode of the Con O Show, and today I'm going to be joined by what normally I would say is a guest, as a guest, but uh, for today's purposes, we're joined by Lindsay Troyer, who is my friend, but also my campaign manager, or was my campaign manager, and functionally today is going to be a uh, a co-hosted show because I'm not going to interview her like I normally would um, a guest, and she will probably come on again talking about more specifics to her expertise. But today is going to be all about me, as usual. But, uh, (laughs) Lindsay, feel free to introduce yourself and say hello.
1: Well, hello, all. Thank you for having me. Really looking forward to uh, talking about this whole experience um, that we've had the last couple months. and. You know even more so the last week so happy to be here
0: all right so thank you obviously lindsay and you will get more thanks as we go along but i hope so um just uh for those who have been following along in you know on the kano show for a while now you guys know that i was running for tax collector we're recording this two days after election day uh and as of right now it appears that i have lost and it appears that i have lost by about 90 votes so uh with that being said um it's not official there are you know i guess technically acts of god that could happen acts of thor that could happen and um bring forth some sort of change to that but as of right now we are under the assumption that i did not win uh If you remember and you've heard me talk about this before i did run in 2019 for township supervisor but i i lost by 38 um this time i received i think like about 500 more votes than i received in 2019 and i still lost and i actually lost by more this time so we'll get into some of the whys Uh, a lot of the reasons i didn't talk like if you follow the campaign page and whatnot i didn't talk about the whys uh because i knew that i was going to do this and <laughs> it's not the appropriate time in the measure and you know you can't type it all very much on like a facebook post but uh here in the beginning of this i just need to get things out on my end that it's this is going to be a little bit of just talking to myself <laughs> here but uh largely um I need to say thank you to everybody that supported my campaign that volunteered the people that donated we did receive what i would what i would presume is an unprecedented amount of individual support from different people uh including over 60 individual donors and remember that running for tax collector nobody likes a tax collector uh nobody wants to nobody really wants to be the tax collector i would probably say um and when they come to your door uh looking for your vote everyone says can you lower my taxes and we'll get into that (laughs) we'll definitely get into that later but um so thank you to anybody that considered donating uh that did volunteer that anyone that did um just share a video clip or a picture or like a tweet and just help us get our campaign out there throughout this whole time it's been a learning experience and um being i guess a lot of i don't know that everyone knows the whole story behind like how this came to be and that's kind of what we'll end up talking about with the way that it came to be with us but um just from my perspective uh back in this is in july it was about the first week of july i just started learning how to golf and um me and my friend kevin we were out golfing playing on the beginner course because i'm horrible and we were about to go onto the back nine of a course and i get a call from our current tax collector saying that he couldn't run now what happens there was um he had already ran and won the primary election so i wasn't even sure what could be done about it and this is a weird situation for me because it was the first uh uh, municipal election that i was being the chairman and we i had to say you know okay that that's all right and and kind of come up with a strategy as to how to move forward and I wasn't sure how to do that and over time we did look into it and, and I, I could run for this position and being that I am an accountant, you guys know why I feel like I was experienced and qualified to run for this position, but um, that's how it came about and it came about so quickly Then that's what's amazing about what we, I think uh, we did accomplish. And, I, and I, I say we, and I'm talking specifically about what Lindsey did um, in stepping up to be when i asked her my treasurer but realistically she became my campaign manager and my uh you know there's probably a dozen other positions that would qualify you would qualify as but um do you i mean mean, do you want to just talk about like what it was like when we first like met i guess like how we how we first met in the camp before i mean before my campaign i guess
1: sure yeah so um So, Connor and I met um, both volunteering on a uh, mayoral uh, primary race. And, uh, you know, he was sort of this, um, well, resource for all of us in uh, local... Uh, political strategy. He kind of had this presence about him, sort of the the dawn of of information. <laughs> um, you know, we felt lucky whenever he would join, you know, a um, a campaign call. And shortly after, unfortunately, the individual that we were supporting, um, Lolly uh, didn't make it through the primary. Um we stayed friends. And so I remember, we might have been texting or maybe it was a call or something we had, but you had asked me, you know, you told me about what had happened with the current tax collector. And you asked me, you know, what do you think? Like, should I do this? And um, I think without hesitation, I was like, yes. I'm like, heck, yes. This is something you could absolutely um do succeed at it felt like a, a natural and great sort of door to walk through to be a public servant because it's just so in you naturally and I know that that's something that you want to do ultimately um and then you know and then you said well I really need a treasurer and um, maybe that was the only moment I felt kind of hesitant and I was like yeah you could find somebody to do that I bet I don't I'll support you, you know, in the background, but I don't regret it for a minute. I mean, he assured me it wouldn't be that stressful. Um, and like he said, you know, shortly, you know, once we uh, began uh, shortly thereafter, uh, I wanted to be as involved as I possibly could. So treasurer was the initial role, but um, yeah, it kind of grew <laughs> from there.
0: Yeah. Um- you're missing i think one one specific uh night i forget uh we were there Mm -hmm. helping um tabitha and and i'm going to talk about the other races in in a second Mm -hmm. too but we were there helping tabitha for a school board organization and that's when that night we went back to your apartment and started playing guitar together Mm -hmm. and that's i think like when we really became like friends rather than just being like you know i'm the political boss kind of you know mm-hmm. which of course i didn't have that title yet
1: officially. i didn't earn
0: that title right yet. but um now i have it and and mm-hmm. now that anyone is listening you guys have to officially call me that uh moving forward if mm-hmm. you see me in, in public you can't call me connor it, it has oh, to be um political boss but um again like just on, on on my end as the candidate uh before we go into diving into many other Avenues of dissecting what happened. Um, obviously, thank you to Lindsay and Lindsay dedicated sure. heart, soul, blood, sweat, tears. Um, uh, of course, literally, uh, you know. I and I put it in my. It just so happened that I, I said you were pushing me, and as I was writing that in, like my, I guess my concession speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, you put, you pushed me to do everything that I possibly could, and I was like, wait, well, she literally pushed me in a wheelchair, and also literally. So yeah, I you mean, never
1: know what you're signing up for, actually, when you join a campaign. Yeah, yeah.
0: and and you know that's kind of where um, sitting on sitting in my bed at, on election night, I, I you know you do this reflection thing, and and you know what could I have done more? What could I have done better? Um, there's definitely things that you can always do better um i I don't know that there was that much more that i could have done more uh given the circumstances uh rupturing my achilles tendon like three weeks into running um being not able to like i was not able to even put my foot on the ground for seven weeks let alone walk um so like having people like Lindsay that are willing to step up fill in the roles uh literally be your feet uh when you can't walk uh it's it's immeasurable how much it i'm not good at at being emotional and being like oh like yes like but uh <laughs> it's from like a perspective of the candidate it's like you can't put into words how much it meant it means uh and how helpful it was because if i wasn't out there knocking all those doors or if i wasn't out there especially with sometimes uh, it's as little as like looking like official by having somebody with you and you made me mm-hmm. look better you made me look official you as Colin would say you humanized me um tried my best yeah, yeah i mean cuz i'm a machine um animal complete beast but um you know all that is just um that's all like from you that's all like your personality and you you uh maybe maybe uh the combination of our personalities working together being able to mm-hmm. push and and get the job done. So, coming up 90 votes short um in grand, in the grand scheme of things is about 1% of the vote uh which for perspective and this is we we I'll get into the other races just momentarily, but for perspective is about I th- believe the most um about the most votes a Democrats ever gotten in Doyle's Town Township as a uh, ever so in a municipal election and it was still not enough so that's where the reflection really needs to come in but sitting in my bed um you know on election night at 2 a.m or whatever it was and i knew that i we we gave everything and specifically for for me it was like i physically could not i don't think i could have done more like i think it was like i you know, even standing there on election day, I'm like, my foot is giving out. Like, I was like, uh, you know, limping a little bit, but, um, we got it done. And that's really where the campaigns step up and, and fill in, but there's obviously other people too. So with, with Lindsay, obviously it was super important to have somebody in that role, like the official campaign manager role, the one that's actually going to push me to go do the things, um obviously, I, I I know I thanked people in my post, but you know, if you're listening here, it's like my parents, my parents are not exactly the most, you know, progressive people like I am. and just to have them out there and and supportive of me and you know, obviously helping fund me, but also raising me to be who I am and, um, treating me as an adult now <laughs> and being able to make my own, decisions and 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 supporting them has been helpful and and growing into being and like i'm only 25 like to some people i'm like a kid to some people i'm like their grandson like You know, Mm -hmm. like Randy uh, and other people that are in the Doylestown Democrats, which, again, thank you to the Doylestown Democrats, which I am Mm -hmm. the chair of, which is how I got the moniker of the political boss, obviously, Mm -hmm. um, from my opponent. But still, that's the reason why I'm called that. Mm -hmm.
1: It fits. Um,
0: Yeah. And um, there's so many other people within the Doylestown Democrats like uh, Melissa or Melza on, on Twitter for sharing everything that i do and and for um promoting me because there's people um this is like (laughs) i guess a little bit of a a weird way of putting it but when i ran in 2019 i had nobody's support um nobody believed that i could do it nobody believed that um i was the right person especially in the beginning um people were looking for other people to run against me within the democratic party. And I say that not because I was a progressive, but because I was a young person, uh, being a progressive also puts that, you know, asterisk on everything you do. Uh, and that's why we will, I will come back again to progressives and losing, um, (laughs) and how we need to learn from it. But, uh, it makes me know that I'm doing the right thing. And this is what my, upcoming book is about that you guys will hopefully be able to get soon enough when i actually finish the last like two chapters that i've been meaning to finish just haven't had the time now i do um it's that you can make the change possible too you gotta just take the right steps you gotta find the right people you have to be and i wrote this again too in the Speech is that you have to be willing to take the risks when people don't believe in you, but you believe in yourself because then there will be other people that will step up that will find you that will say, yes, you can do it. Like Lindsay said, like when I was running, when I was considering this run for tax collector, my my concern wasn't, can I win? It was, um, will I lose my job? will i be able to fulfill the duty of chair while running this will i be able to do um you know if i lose will i be able to go back to being just that over there which is not nothing but it's just you know it's perspective everything's in perspective and it's i think it's the right decision i'm glad i did it Mm -hmm. and um there's so many there's so many people that i could you know just thank but i probably would forget somebody but um It's just, I I do want to just point out again that 2019 was not that long ago. 2018 was not that long ago when I was a random college kid that came out of nowhere and I was 22 years old. I showed up to the Doylestown Democrats meeting and I said, hey, I want to run for office. And people clapped for me. And then when I ran for office, nobody supported me. And and, until I proved like, no, I'm serious. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's when it started to build and over the last three years people have showed that they do believe me and they they can uh put their money where their mouth is and that's not just um you know literal money but it's like i'm gonna go knock doors for you or i'm gonna go talk to my neighbor about you or i'm gonna do this that and the other thing to support you which means that you support me but it also translates to the other candidates and this is where It's a movement, not just about myself. And again, I was hopefully jokingly talking about how we're only going to talk about me today, but, um, I want to, you know, as chairman say, congratulations to all of my candidates that did win. There were a bunch of you that did win in Doylestown borough, um, six to be precise as borough council, one for mayor. Um And then one more for school board. We have two auditor positions in the township that won. They were technically unopposed, but still. And it looks like one for constable. So we we have success and I've had success as chair. It just so happens that the two very important positions that I wanted, uh, ta- tax collector for me and and township supervisor for Colleen Mullen, didn't get over the hump. But just... For especially for Tabitha Delangelo, who ran for the school board, and and um Steve Sullivan, they both were so so um helpful and impactful on me. Uh, and I'm sure you could probably say the same thing, yeah.
1: Incredible people, and and what they did for the other candidates and the community, and how they showed up for everybody was um some of the more outstanding moments and uh work you know with the people that we got the chance to experience you know or be in this experience with rather
0: and um that just leads me to the whole the whole county um which you know we lost every single one of those races Mm -hmm. which um in one in one sense makes me feel better about losing and in another sense makes me feel horrible. Um, The reason why it makes me feel horrible is obvious because we lost. We had such great candidates, um, especially, you know, Mark Lomax, Tiffany Thomas Smith, who has been a guest on here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tiffany, as I, again, I've said this before is my favorite countywide candidate or was my favorite county, countywide candidate. And, um, you know, we had incumbents like Robin Robinson, I was Neil say Doherty. uh Well, Antonetta's not a do- uh, but in- incumbent, but yeah, um, yeah. Antonetta and um, uh, Judy Reese for Terry mm-hmm. We lost every one of them, and there will be reflection as we move on in this episode. But um, I just want to say, from from my perspective, uh, losing. Tells It teaches you lessons, and you have to be able to be willing to learn from that. And it's sad when you see the whole slate lose, but also, from my perspective, it shows that I, we, overperformed, in a sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way that I closed the gap in a, in a way that not every candidate was able to, in this, I'm not going to call it a red wave, but in a wave of towards the right mm-hmm. and as you guys listen over the next couple probably years (laughs) i will probably be talking about this more and more and more um but do you have anything to say about the
1: yeah i was gonna say we did relatively well considering and um and we're within good company you know we might be the the slate of losers but the you know these These folks aren't. They're dedicated, they had integrity, they were honest, they showed up, they all have a passion to serve the community. And it was energizing, I think, working with and being around these people. It was tough, uh, for sure, a lot of the time. Um, And, you know, honestly, I really wasn't sure going into election day how everything would unfold. Uh, I'm also surprised at how many spots we lost. Um, but I know you're going to thoroughly discuss uh, some of these, you know, some of the reasons why you think that is. Um, it is disappointing.
0: Well, and you're going to give me your opinion. Yeah.
1: While. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I have some. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, we. Uh, I assume you did. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, overall, I am really proud, though. I think there were moments that we could have handled things a little bit differently and, um, and I think it would have showed a lack of uh, integrity and I think it would have um, potentially put a stain on the way that we ran our campaign. I think that was the same for a lot of these other folks that we ran alongside. Um, so I am really proud of that. I'm proud of who we were and how we showed up in the campaign. Um, and I'm, and I'm, Still, you know, two days later, proud, a little devastated, but also really proud. I'm really glad for the experience, like Connor said, too. I'm really glad that we did it. I'm really glad that we did it. I don't think we could have done much more. I, too, could not sleep and uh, really started to reflect on all of the moments, um, you know, and and ways that maybe I could have done more. Um, I definitely took the job seriously i i say that a little bit facetiously but 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 truly and um and there are a lot of lessons to learn if you're willing to engage in local politics to be in this environment it's tough there are a lot of a lot of mirrors out there where you where you kind of have to self-reflect and i think it's important and it's a really cool experience um being in part you know being a part of Democracy. Uh, that day, you're just kind of energized and um, you know filled with adrenaline, and um, and it's great. I, I'm I'm really glad that we did it. I'm glad that I did it
0: yeah and election day is always like a mixed bag like you get to meet so many people you get people that come up to you and say hey you knocked on my door and you even recognize i think people recognized you at the Mm -hmm. at at the and not not say even but you're not the one sending six mailers with your face on it and you Mm -hmm. don't have posters with your face on it like i did but like people recognized you which means that we did do what we had to do we Mm -hmm. did knock those doors we knocked more doors this year than we knocked in 2019, which in 2019, me and Dan Wood knocked thousands of doors. Um, so, over the course, it means we did what we had to do. It just wasn't, it wasn't enough to get the, secure the bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um yeah but uh what Lindsay's we're talking really about there with the integrity thing and i'll just go into it because why not why
1: not yeah um Don't to dance around it anyway yeah
0: is uh and the reason why i keep calling myself the political boss is because my opponent called me this um my opponent um really uh doesn't deserve the job like i i, I i'm not per, i'm not one to really um like there, there's there's other people like I'll even say Barb Lyons who ran against Colleen Mullen who I disagree with um, but I know does care enough about Doylestown to mm-hmm. do the job. Um, my opponent I, I I have I have very um, few things that I could say uh, that would not be. That would not be nice or that would be nice. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and I don't mean it to be petty. I don't mean it to be anything no. other than saying that um, sometimes you run across people like that and sometimes the um, ego of local politics gets to you and sometimes the hate and the ire uh, and just the sheer want to win or the sheer um disregard for for your opponent is where you uh is where you get these where you get lies is where you get uh stretches of the truth if i want to be very generous as to what they are because again like one of the attacks on me was saying that i don't pay property taxes which is true But the reason why I don't pay property taxes is because I'm a 25 year old millennial that can't afford to have housing in this town. And the reason being is that you don't elect people that care about having affordable housing in this town. And thus, you don't get people my age that can afford to live around here. And thus, we have to live with our parents Mm -hmm. or (laughs) rent or or rent, which also let's point out the fact that if you believe that I shouldn't be able to have an elected position or I can't I shouldn't be able to vote because I don't own property, that would bring you back to the 1800s, which also would mean that you don't support having uh, certain people of different color being able to vote, certain people of different genders being able to vote. And I'm obviously drawing conclusions from what was said about me, but it's a logical conclusion that follows. And that if that's what you want to say, then say it out loud, because... I don't think that's that's not actually what she's saying, but she's trying to take any sort of they they were trying to take any sort of attack that they could on me yeah. and, and
1: credibility, uh, obviously.
0: Yeah. And, and um, I've talked about it on this show before, too. Uh, that also implies that. Uh, some level of class you talk about class when you talk about not being able to afford property um you you talk about being wealthy in this country being wealthy in this country means something you have a certain social status because you have a certain dollar sign of your wealth that is not how this country should be but it is how it is currently it means if you're rich like donald trump or you're rich like bill gates that you have a certain value versus somebody that isn't rich and might not be um the most glamorous person but works as a scientist or works as a teacher and they do the the work day in and day out and bring value to the country in a different way and i'm neither of those things but i'm just saying uh in a way that uh is different it's not implied that you have to have wealth to be an elected official it's not implied or it, it is implied but it shouldn't be that you need to have wealth or a certain status or whatever and then of course there's the whole there's the whole part of being called a socialist which I've said since day one, they will always, no matter what, a Republican running against me, running against you, if you're a progressive that ever ran for office or will run for office, they will call you a socialist until the boomers are not around anymore Mm -hmm. because they lived through the Cold War. That is what they will call you. They are afraid of change. They are afraid of progressivism. They are afraid that you will fight for something like the New Deal, which sounds like socialism to them while they're collecting Social Security and getting Medicare. They will call you every name under the book. They will will vote for Republicans, even though that, that party will strip them of their retirement funds because they will undercut Social Security, because they will not fund Medicare, will be bankrupt by the time that I get there. They don't care. They don't care. It's a fear-mongering, xenophobic, a lot of times racist attacks that is what drives these people out to vote. Uh, critical race theory, again, this is we can go into this now, I guess, too. Critical race theory was a driving factor in the school board races. Mm -hmm. Um, The the reason why turnout was so high this year was because of the school board races. Now, it happened to work in our favor of our candidate, Tabitha Del Del Angelo, who was also (laughs) in the past a a guest on the show, Um, but also it worked against three of the five in the Central Buck School District um, because those people were fear-mongered about the whole time. and It was fear-mongering based on crap, based on made-up Critical race theory, and I will say this because it's true, is not taught in schools. It is not taught in elementary schools. It is not taught in middle schools. It is not taught in high schools. It is not taught in undergraduate schools. It is taught in law school. Critical theory is a way that you view the world it is a lens it is a theory that you can look through the world and see and analyze things critical race theory is the in anal- an analyzing of the world through the lens of race you can do it through gender you could throw through do it through class which would be literally what marx did
1: mm-hmm. you can do it through disabilities yes i mean and it's uh it's disheartening that so many constituents believed these mistruths. I mean, it was maybe one of the most successful uh, Republican conservative boogeymen, you know, uh, certainly of our time. I, I often think of when I think of critical race theory, I think of, um, you know, the claimed death panels from mm-hmm. Obamacare. Did we ever see anything you know, form even close to something like that. But it was successful at the time. I think CRT is similar. It's and it was successful. I mean, it was a conversation at many of the polls. You know, we had uh, our school board candidates having to explain and debate it in real time. Um, It's not something being taught in K through 12 schools. It's.
0: Nor was it something that the candidates were
1: running on. That's right, the other, it's other thing. It's not even a real policy. It's, it's something that has caused those of us who understand it's not real to spend a ton of time defending and explaining to people who, I suppose, have already made up their mind and are choosing to believe these mistruths, I suppose, because it fits this broader narrative, right? And... Um, It's disheartening because uh, for somebody like me, like so many of us who really stand behind the truth and facts are willing to have these types of conversations with others, it really puts a stop to it. It's really hard to bridge that divide and that gap when we're when we can't even discuss or rather it's something that doesn't even exist that we have to discuss and debate. Um, I found it really difficult and, and just being at the polls and hearing people discuss it too. I, I wanted to engage, but then I also felt like, how?
0: Yeah, and and the thing is, is like the first door that I knocked this year, the, I ger- I am serious when mm-hmm. I say this, literally the first door that i knocked in my campaign this year for tax collector the 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 woman asked me what is your position on critical race theory the first door in january i believe of this year i was sitting on a meeting with all the chairs across bucks county or the ones that could make the meeting right and i said to them because i am hyper online because of course i'm 25 years old and I do this show, and I listen to online shows. People always ask me, like, what news do you want? I, I listen to all, a lot of different online stuff. Uh, you know, David Pakman, The Majority Report, all this other stuff. Those That's what I listen to. I also watch debates. I watch Destiny, who's a streamer, debate right-wingers. And in those debates consistently and this is from last year this is from 2020 the end of last year into the beginning of this year i said i said it then and it's not really a big premonition it's not like i was a a prophet that was coming to say you know i wasn't paul revere saying the british are coming it was it's it was obvious Mm -hmm. school boards are where it's at critical race theory was the dog whistle that they were putting out Mm -hmm. that they were trying and testing out which again these dog whistles have existed since the beginning of time at least from the since the beginning of this country actually before the beginning of this country but (laughs) the founding i should say it's existed in this country forever um whether it be from reagan with welfare queens whether it be from uh you know even donald trump with a, i mean <laughs> some of them are good people oh, gosh. but there yeah yes. i mean like it's there, there's i can go down the line i mean when you talk about this bullshit of critical race theory i talked about it with tabitha when she was on the show tabitha is a doctor of education she has a mm-hmm. has a doctorate in teaching teachers she knows what critical race theory is because she has a doctorate in education. But that doesn't mean that she is teaching it or that she wants it to be taught or that she wants teachers to teach your kids this it's not it's the reason why i always ask do you i ask my brother do you know what critical race theory is he goes no i'm like okay exactly right <laughs> like, do you do you uh have any interest in learning it no okay me neither
1: <laughs> i don't care
0: either um yeah. do i care about le- teaching about slavery yes do i care about teaching about malcolm x yep do I care about teaching about Fred Hampton? Like how come my, why is my brother not aware of the, or me not literally just my brother, but you know, high school students aware of, fred hampton who was literally assassinated by the government in his bed at 21 years old because he was such a profound figure that they had to murder him j edgar hoover literally said in the memo about cointelpro saying that people like martin luther king malcolm x fred hampton other black panthers as long as they stick to white liberal doctrine they're fine but if they start swaying towards black nationalism which meant something different at the time than it does now that is when they're a problem and they, they will be a quote black Messiah. And that's when they have to kill them. How come nobody knows that is because that is the dark history of our country, but teaching it is not critical race theory. That is just history. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything to say about I mean, that, 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 but
1: that's... Was, that. It's hard, it, Well, it's hard. To, it's hard to come in after that. I actually, I did not know that. Um, but I agree. I, I think with critical race theory, uh, um, comes you know the implicit bias training the diversity equity inclusion all of these kind which is of, not
0: critical race theory
1: which is also it's not only not <laughs> critical race theory it was
0: it's good things
1: they're good things that were sort of co-opted or or villainized during this election um and i think it's one of these successful tactics um of uh, republicans is to you know villainize or even flat out lie So we are spending our time having to correct the lie or defend the misinformation and we don't get enough chances or time to actually put out who we are, what we support, what we represent, who we will be. I mean, we try to model it in our own integrity, but it's difficult to spend all of that time and energy trying to speak truths in in an environment filled with lies um
0: it's like a gish gallop of lies like you just keep spewing them until you just can't and then it's election day
1: and then it's election day right and then and then you have you know o- older gentlemen you know absolutely vulnerable to these myths truths, mistruths walking into polls going well i'm not voting for a communist you know and or
0: they're coming in screaming let's go brandon
1: yeah, right.
0: Like okay, cool. Like I mean cool. it, this is I mean this is where it's like th- the culture war is where the fight is. And these local elections as you 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 know Mm -hmm. were nationalized these Mm -hmm. local elections were turned into referendums on joe biden Mm -hmm. on the democratic party which again i am the leader of in my town so take my criticism with that grain of salt when i talk about what we need to improve on or what the democratic party needs to improve upon i'm doing the work so you can take what i say and be like oh you know you're just talking crap on the democratic party you don't you know you're talking crap on joe biden or whatever no I am putting in the work to reform the Democratic Party to mm-hmm. be the new deal party that it once was but including all the people that it didn't include back then. That is the difference. That is the difference because if you just sit there and you want to say all the stuff online that's fine you do you but if you don't realize that it was a referendum on Joe Biden in this election and it wasn't a ref- it, it was a referendum and I'm going to talk about this more moving forward when Lindsey's not here and I don't have to bore with it but The progressives are not the goddamn problem. The progressives have, you know, I had discussions this past weekend when we were doing GOTV. The reconciliation bill is the good bill. The infrastructure bill is not the good bill. The reason why the infrastructure bill is being held up is because they're trying to pass the reconciliation bill. But two Democratic senators and every single Republican remember every single republican so baked into the cake of my criticism of the democratic party is it is You should know that every single Republican does not support Medicare expansion, does not support you being able to have universal pre-K, does not support you having tuition-free public schools, uh, community college. They do not support the expansion of the child tax credit. They do not support you having clean water. They do not support you uh, having clean air because that is what is in the reconciliation bill. But they don't support it joe manchin kirsten cinema they're the problem the progressives who are consistently going to get the blame from now on you will see it aoc is going to get blamed rashida Tlaib is going to get blamed ilhan omar is going to get blamed uh and of course because they're women of color it's going to be even more amplified the media is going to feed on that and then fox news oan newsmax all these people make them the boogeyman they're going to still win their elections but they're gonna still be the boogeyman because that is what it, they do. Mm-hmm. That is that is that is the reason of of uh, we talk about implicit racism in this country. Because if I'm up there, it looks different because I'm a young white man. I I look different. I look like a Republican, so I'm a little bit harder to attack. I'm a little mm-hmm. bit harder to make a scary boogeyman out of. Mm-hmm. So they have to call me a socialist. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. But women. There's baked into the cake misogyny, which it's gonna sound funny because I'm talking way too much for this episode. So it's gonna be like, although it is my show, it is my show.
1: We argued about this earlier, so Well, yeah. I
0: told I said I wanted you to come on because it's like again, you humanize me.
1: But mm-hmm. um I do my best.
0: But also it's important because it's a reflection. You you will be on here for your actual expertise at some point. Oh I know. No, this is But um it's good to have the reflection because otherwise this is just going to be me ranting and raving like I normally do for an hour. But um, mm-hmm. it, it is f- infuriating to know because I know that rhetoric worked. Right. The rhetoric of blaming progressives always works. They say you're too hard headed. You don't want to compromise. Let me remind you. The bill that is the reconciliation package started as a $6 trillion bill. And again, that was over 10 years, so $600 billion a year. It is now, it still hasn't passed, it is now a 1.75 or $1.7 trillion bill. Joe Manchin still doesn't support it. Kyrsten Sinema still doesn't support it. So where is the goddamn compromise? Because they stripped out everything that I just said. All of the Medicare expansion. All of the universal pre-K. All of that. And and we're going to get blamed. Which leads me to the whole point of saying, if you are a progressive, if you are listening to this, if you want to get involved, be ready, be prepared to lose. And that's why, you know, I think people are shocked when they see me and I'm not like curled up in a ball or crying. It's like, I've lost before. I'm going to lose again probably someday. Whether it be for... You know congress or for president or for you know dog catcher and it's going to be you know it happens it's a part of this but the whole thing is the media narrative around what is happening in washington completely fucked over every single candidate in bucks county that ran county-wide it's because we're a swing county remember that Mm -hmm. joe biden won bucks county by four points we also, and remember, if you listened to my show a year ago, a year ago, almost probably to the day, we lost every single state uh, state rep race and state senate race that was up last year that wasn't an incumbent. We lost one of them that was an incumbent in our district, the one forty third. So we don't. It's not. There's no guarantee that we're moving, as Emma Okay would say, on the arc towards uh, justice. We need to bend history towards the towards the towards justice we can't just let it go it's not how it happens you need to be an active participant in democracy voting is the bare minimum and i know you know this now you've you've seen how much of an impact you have in a race just by just by
1: by door knocking and being there being
0: there yeah being there yeah door knocking is a whole nother thing but just being there
1: creating community connections i was gonna say too you know i think you're right that this sort of m- macro political issues affect affected the micro for us for sure i mean the uh, the rhetoric and the policy problems uh, but
0: and gas and the supply chain stuff, right which no uh, none of the none of the people that come in out to vote and understand it but that's why they're voting
1: right and it it impacts them but then the the micro a, a
0: quote impacts them
1: right it it yeah. Pretend yeah. impacts them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to to speak to what you're saying, too, is that the the micro does impact then the macro in the movement. You know, I, I have been totally impressed by how you've handled the last 48 hours. Um, far better than me. And I was not the <laughs> candidate. Um You know, but I think it's because you have your sights set on a bigger and broader picture. It's oh, you've always been there. You've always, you see things, you see things longer distance. You're invested for a longer distance. I think that makes, you know, that makes a difference. Um, And you see what we could become. You know, you're in it for the long haul. Uh, I know this was hard and tough and tough on you, maybe more so in moments than others. But um, I appreciate the way that you engage people. You continue to the way that you supported all these other campaigns while we were going through the tough moments of our own. It's because you are modeling how the micro can really affect The macro, how we from this grassroots level, progressives can make a difference. You see it in the people that we met, who it brought out, who it engaged, all the young people that came out and door knocked to on some of our, you know, um, uh, event weekends was extremely impressive. It is extremely impressive to see how invested younger and younger people are. And it's because of the things that you mentioned, because we don't want the republicans making these decisions and it negatively impacting all of us and i'm saying us but really i'm i'm thinking of younger you know younger generations you're too a millenni-
0: you're a millennial all
1: right i'm still a millennial but um you know we aren't going to have social security right we we don't want to be forced into <laughs> we're we're trying to save others from continuing to vote against their own best interests and it does start at these local levels talking to people creating these connections if it means that we have to fight the you know the mistruths of um diversity equity inclusion and crt or connecting with our neighbors i mean we did see a lot of that in real time opponents having discourse at the polls um which I thought was in some ways positive, but we still had to battle the the lies and attacks against you know our own campaign and kind of take it on the chin and and keep moving forward. Um,
0: but I, I will just say, like, if you know, again, my my whole thing is broader than myself. Like I'm, like I said in the beginning, in 2018, I was just some random kid, like any one of you listening to this could do what i've done you just have to i don't think that's true well you could just have to put the time and the effort in like you might not be you know you might not do the exact things that i do but i'm saying any any one of us can make that jump to say i just want to run for you know you know city council or I wanna be a committee person, or I wanna do this and that. And that could be your spot for the rest of your life. You don't have to have the aspirations that I have, right? But you can do something that is impactful locally and inspire somebody else. I mean, there's kids that like you're talking about that we that that knocked and got involved, not just because of me, but also because of Tabitha's campaign as well, I will say, because they're the ones that are getting impacted by it. Mm-hmm. Um, And those are the kids that um, are going to be doing this for a lot longer than I am at this point because they started earlier than that, as long as they don't get burnt out. And that's the thing is that if you're one of those um, folks, if you are that 16-year-old that that may have uh, came and volunteered for us, I mean, there's a few of you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or you're 16 or 15 or 17 or whatever, you can't even vote yet, know that you are you are ahead of like i'm 25 people still consider me too young to be doing a lot of this stuff not too young because you're shaking Lindsay's shaking your head at me but like when i knock on someone's door sometimes they say are you even old enough to run for this I've, i didn't get that that much this year because mm-hmm. i am aging i am getting very old right now. in
1: front of our eyes yeah, yeah.
0: i'm like withering but um just know that if you're 16, you have started faster and sooner than I have. Mm-hmm. And that means that you in two years can do you can do a lot more than just vote. You can make a difference happen. And I will say this because this is something that I wrote about in my book, is that my my greatest heroes, and I said this already, I think, but my greatest heroes have lost a lot. Um, Bernie Sanders ran five times before he won. He lost every... Not even close. Like, he didn't even come close his first couple times. Like, he got, like, 2% of the vote, I think, in one of them. Oh, wow. And now he's changed the the trajectory of this country. Now Mm -hmm. it's not fixed. He's not done. I mean, he's not going to even be close to finishing the fight. But what he did inspired me, right? I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if Bernie Sanders didn't run for president in 2016. I can guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. That was one person... How many other people did he inspire how many people have i inspired to do anything i mean i don't know i mean maybe Lindsay wouldn't be sitting here if 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 you know we didn't meet during 110%, lolly's campaign
1: 110%, 110%, and ten percent one hundred and ten percent and
0: it's more than just it's more than just like oh you know i mean my ego can you use it obviously i'm a i'm a maniac but um a little bit um uh but it's it goes beyond that so then it goes like all right well how many people did did they see Lindsay do this and then how many people will do it next time because they saw her do it Mm -hmm. or they saw uh lolly run or they saw tabitha run or they saw noni run and and even like noni's been doing this for so long that it's like i was probably a baby when she ran the first time (laughs) which i'm not i'm not hating on that i'm just saying like you build and you build out and you you say like oh like i know noni's been fighting for addiction uh recovery stuff like that's just her that's her thing right Mm -hmm. or like i know uh tabitha is just super educated and cares so much about what our kids are going to learn i don't have kids but yes
1: wellness and yeah mm
0: -hmm. and it just goes beyond one of us and that's why i mean i don't mean literally everyone's going to be me i just mean um anyone could take that step any one of us could say fuck this i don't like what's going on and do something locally and it could just start with um like like the diwali stuff locally like Mm -hmm. i mean that started with just local activists saying we should, we should be able to recognize this holiday. And I think it starts today.
1: It's literally today. Yeah. So So all the schools, the kids had off from school to celebrate. Yeah. And it's
0: like it all, all it took was I think a few kids to just say like, Hey, we should do this. And then obviously you get to the parents, you go to the school board, you go to, and, and it takes time and it takes effort and it takes frustration and anger and, Mm -hmm. and, it takes losses it's gonna you know and i talked about it i think on this show at one point juneteenth didn't pass as a holiday in doyle's town township because it's controlled by republicans but this year it did because they felt the pressure over time they felt that there was a lot of people that supported it they saw what happened with the black lives matter protests mm-hmm. whether they joined them or not they didn't i know that mm-hmm. but <laughs> mm-hmm. um regardless they felt the pressure, and they felt like, okay, now. And but that's what you need. You need pressure on the inside. You need pressure on the outside. I'm on the inside. You can be on the outside, or you can be on the inside. But you have to do something. You can't just sit on on the sidelines and you know, pardon, pardon my uh, you know demeanor out of it. But you can't just be bitching and complaining online on Twitter or on Facebook. I mean, you can definitely help people on Facebook and Twitter. But don't just complain and say like, ah, you know, Joe Manchin sucks. So I'm just gonna uh, sit here watching cartoons. Like, right. I mean, I pff, I wish I could do that.
1: Right. And you're not wrong. However, yeah, it, go please go do something about and it. And
0: that's the that's the whole point is yeah. Republicans vote, old people vote, love it. Um, <laughs> young people mm-hmm. don't. Young people, progressives don't vote electoralism is one aspect of what we do electoralism is what i do but it doesn't have to be what you do Mm -hmm. you can be the person out on the streets but you still have to vote you could be the person that goes door to door Looking like what Lindsay's going to be doing soon with like a food, a food drive. You can be helping with mutual aid. You can be doing with, you could be joining your activist groups like Rise Up Doylestown mm-hmm. or the DSA. And Youth for Unity. Or all, all of that other, th- all the, and whatever your respective town has, all of that builds towards something greater than yourself. And it gives you a sense of purpose, which is another thing that nobody will tell you. But there's a reason why I'm driven to do all this stuff is because it's bigger than me i might again get satisfaction from people saying hey i know that guy and or like you know sitting at a coffee shop and people recognizing me that i organized this protest or i did this or i ran for that office or when they come to the polls they say yeah i saw your signs everywhere that means something to me but it also says like i'm doing something right and Mm -hmm. it's building towards something greater because if i can get my name out there. that means i can promote somebody else and that's really what this whole show is about is eventually when i have hopefully some level of influence more influence i bring people on or i can i can promote them at an event and they can do their thing because i'm not i happen to be good at a lot of things but i'm not great at any one thing i happen to be pretty well-rounded in a lot of things but there are people with such um Specialties. I mean, like we're gonna talk about it the next time you come on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just with like uh, food policy and and public policy around that, and farming. And you still need to teach me how to farm. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going um, do it next season
0: because I'm gonna be a Viking. Uh, so life goals, you know. But that's every. There's so many people out there that have such a wealth of knowledge that you just won't know until you ask, or you don't know until you meet them. Like we would have never, I, we would have never crossed paths otherwise. Um, we're not the same age uh we're not like in the same circles necessarily i don't have that many friends uh, outside of the what i do act like activist <laughs> wise but um but now we are like as close as friends could possibly be so but all it took was that one you know i'm angry about this whatever it was for you but for me
1: similar no it, it is it's that it's that connecting piece and i think you find You find great relationships in there, and I echo that. I think that was very nice what you said. But but it is a community that you build, and every one new person we bring in, it makes that community stronger. It is that community building that drew me into it, too. Certainly, very specific policies that I'm concerned about or angry about or want to support drew me in, but... For sure, being a part of a community that has this same drive and um, same motivators and same, uh, you know, belief systems. I, too, believe there is a lot more out there bigger than myself, and it's something that I want to contribute to, and I want to help pave the way for some of these young, young folks getting involved. Like you said, the path is not always easy it might rarely be easy but but rarely is the right path the right thing to do is more often than not the harder thing and that could be filled with wins it could be filled with losses it's there's a bigger picture here and um and even though maybe we lost this one campaign we built a stronger and bigger community in the process and i'm really proud of that i think we did a really great job
0: and even even the youngest uh, presidents, uh, JFK and Barack Obama, mm-hmm. lost. They lost multiple times in their career. M- Barack Obama, I think, lost three times before he re- he won. I believe, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, and that was the I'm not sure. and well, because that's what people always told me. People always t- they, everyone forgets that I like Bernie, but uh, and nobody knows that he lost five times.
1: Yeah, I didn't really. He that ran
0: either. every single year. He ran every single year it's amazing and he just said like you know what like this is not right he didn't run as a democrat he ran as an independent he ran as i think he ran as a socialist one year he ran as a green party another year he ran as like there was there was different parties back then let's just be honest he was a he's a boomer so (laughs) um but (laughs) either way um but oh everyone always says Barack obama didn't win his first race and i'm pretty sure jfk did not either Mm. so you're talking about the two people that became the youngest presidents ever
1: transformative leadership as well
0: and that's where they did but also i will point out in closing here all right Mm -hmm. when we talk about the national trends and i will return to this as when Lindsay's not here and she doesn't have to listen to my bullshit. when you look at the national trends providing material benefits to people is possible fighting a culture war is not necessarily possible you cannot necessarily win against uh lies and smears and and i don't mean like you can't beat them in election i mean you will not be able to change somebody's mind if they are dead set on being xenophobic or racist or transphobic whatever it may be um but You can get people into your allyship, right? Like, again, I am a straight, white, cisgender male. Like, as privileged as they come. But the reason why, and this is also, my therapist actually asked me about this earlier. The reason why I do what I do is because I talk to so many people that are different than me and that have different perspectives than me. And it gives you the sense of empathy. But if you don't talk to anybody else, you only experience people that look like you or... or, And in this, go, I mean, it does kind of go for the, the vice versa, right? Like, even if you're not in the privileged position, you need to find that person to change their mind and not to not to be like impose your will upon them but to change their mind through a conversation of understanding and say you know you might not understand why voter ids are racist well let me tell you where where i come from this is why Mm -hmm. or you might not understand why um gender neutral bathrooms are not breeding grounds for pedophiles Mm -hmm. let me just tell you why this is and Mm -hmm. you know obviously i sit on this or Whatever, like you might you might be like me and have like a weird fixation with tax rates, right?
1: (laughs) Or you know what? I was in a shuttle the other day getting my car fixed and the driver um, was talking about getting vaccines. But then, you know, just in case against the China virus. And I had a moment where I'm finishing a master's of public policy. I could very gently discuss some of the statistics with the vaccine, with covid and that we have pretty much all but confirmed there is no manufactured, obviously very racially charged China virus, but it was an opportunity that I had that was not conflictual. Neither of us got heated. It felt actually really good to have that type of conversation. And I think those opportunities probably arise more often than we realize, but I guess it's how we show up to them too. Not to interject, but you just- made me think of that and it was a really neat and it actually ended up being a really good conversation
0: yes and just i don't i didn't know about that but i
1: I meant to tell you yeah but
0: but, um (laughs) my concluding point here is when you can have those fights on the and i say fights when you can have those conversations on the that culture side of things do it but remember vote for people that are going to provide you with material benefits elect progressives two positions of power whether they be tax collector whether they be township supervisor mayor or whether they be your senator because the reason is you need more people to have a consensus to pass something and when you talk about material benefits there's a reason why franklin delano roosevelt was elected four times to presidency there's a reason and that's because he provided jobs he provided wages, he provided security, he provided housing, he, reti- he provided retirement in his presidency. They literally had to add term limits to the presidency because of him because he provided material benefits he was a class trader he was a wealthy man and he wasn't just like that because he chose to be like that he was pressured to be like that his vice president henry wallace was the original bernie sanders that pressured him the people needed it the great depression showed that we needed it the uh, world war ii showed that we needed a leader like that and he was there but you don't get a leader like that Every uh, you know, just by by sitting around and doing nothing, you have to build that person, and be, and it, you have to make that person out of a movement because it's not going to be easy. It's not even if we got Bernie Sanders elected, it's not over. Even if you get AOC elected in you know eight years, it's not over. You need to be engaged. You need to be involved, and you can make the difference. And it's only by providing those bread and butter issues to people. And that's where on the local level, you might be able to sway people to switch parties or you might be able to switch sway people to vote for you and uh, and change things. But until then, uh, we will have to deal with what we got on the national level and hopefully keep pressuring them. So uh, do you have any final words here as I?
1: I I, I agree. I think I couldn't. Encourage people more uh, to get involved at the local level. Find a different, find something that you feel passionate about. This year it was about the school board. I, ha- I have, I'm a parent. I have a child, so that was something I felt very passionate about. There might be other policies and um, local issues that you feel passionate about. Find a group. Find something. Um, find folks that believe uh, that have some of your same belief systems and get involved and. I think that you will find it's really rewarding not the connections you make and I think even when you might lose the one, you know, race, you'll find that it it was still really worth it that you made progress and you contributed in a really great way to your community
0: yes and join multiple groups join join True. ones that are activists Join one that are electoral join the doyle Sun democrats if you're around here but also join the dsa or join like a I don't know, like a farmer's organization, Mm -hmm. like do things that are different, be a part of your community because the people that you meet there are going to be the real people. They're not just going to be some jackass like me that loves politics. (laughs) So, um, they might also be like that. They might be like that. They, they very, (laughs) but they might also love like, you know, something, uh, something else. And you can find connections like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, with that being said, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Um, Uh, boy, great. Um, well, I'm, I'm... Wasn't I wasn't anticipating that question. You've um, never
0: had you never had to do plugs before.
1: No, I don't typically plug myself. I'll right, we'll um, do it now. Well, okay, great. Now. So I would love to connect with folks, um, local parents, people looking to get involved in progressive politics, especially around um, food and agriculture policy. Um, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Lindsay underscore Troyer. That's probably the best way. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, As well. And I am just um, in the process. Same same thing. Yep. Same name. Sorry. Yep. And Twitter, uh, Lindsay underscore Troyer. Uh, I'm in the process of um, getting a nonprofit up and running called the Good Folk Project. So you'll find us on Instagram as well. Website upcoming some food drives and some other really great ways to get engaged in the community to help uh, mitigate you know local hunger so um and that will
0: be you will come back and talk we're gonna about talk more about actual, that in the future yeah. yeah rather than just licking our wounds here today
1: oh gosh but it felt good though bit yeah. therapeutic
0: yeah of course that's why i do this mm-hmm. this is my second therapy <laughs> um i get it is that everything though
1: i think so all right cool
0: yeah. uh do you have any final words otherwise vote always vote all right easy enough yeah with that being said, thank you very much for listening to this at week's episode of The Con-O Show. You guys already know if you're watching on YouTube that you can hit the subscribe button down below. Hit the like button. That engagement gets us boosted in the algorithm here on YouTube. I know I've been slacking on my length of my episodes, but now you have me back full-time mm-hmm. dedicated to creating. I will say stay tuned and follow us on uh, Facebook at The con Show, on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Con O'Hanlon on Instagram. You can follow me uh, the show at the Con Show. You will need to follow all of those. You don't need to, but you would like to follow all those because you will be getting updates as I finally finish the long-term project that has taken me almost two years now of finishing this goddamn book. Can't wait! And I have to revise the chapter about me running for office now, but that'll that'll be that'll be finished. That'll be um, a third
1: therapeutic session.
0: Yeah. So. With that being said, you can support the show at patreon.com slash The Con O Show for as little as $5 a month. That will help us uh, pay Josh, who's our wonderful editor and producer. Uh, and otherwise, you can find us just randomly walking around town at Native Cafe or something like that or mm-hmm. uh, doing random stuff, maybe going to bars and whatnot, I guess at this point now. I can be a belligerent (laughs) but uh otherwise thank you guys very much for watching if you are listening on apple apple uh podcasts or on spotify do hit the uh follow buttons that way you can get updates every new episode and share with a friend but uh thank you guys all for listening and until next time stay, stay safe peace